Welcome to How She Creates. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Lauren. And we're here to take you behind the scenes with all your favorite artists to learn how they create. We'll discuss creativity, tips, tools, inspiration, and life as an artist. We hope these conversations leave you encouraged to make more stuff and share it with the world. Welcome to episode 008 of the How She Creates podcast. Today we are talking about inspiration. Inspiration is a really big topic out there in the internet world. Um, And if you can see the show notes, you'll notice that we've put inspiration in inverted commas because we're here to dispel the traditional meaning of inspiration. We're here to talk about the only type of inspiration that matters, and that is the inspiration that leads to making. In this episode, we're going to talk about translating inspiration from the world around you into something that is beautiful and authentically yours and you can just see yourself in it. We're going to give you practical tips for how to find this kind of genuine inspiration and then also how to translate it onto a page or canvas or whatever way you create. Stay tuned until the end of the episode where we give you a really cool coupon code and a giveaway of sorts. Hope you enjoy the chat today. All right. Well, I am really excited about today's conversation also, um, because I feel like this is a question that we get a lot in Get Messy and on Instagram and, you know, and just our personal art lives of people just not knowing how to deal with inspiration, where it comes from, how to use it. And so I'm excited to talk more in depth about that to give people um, some better practical tips on using inspiration. Yes. I need them. Yeah. Well, I need I, them hard. Yeah. I love how you always talk about Kaylee whenever we're talking about how we want to inspire people is we don't want to just show them pretty things. We want to see them actually making stuff and doing things and not just collecting a bunch of, you know, links on Pinterest. Yes, exactly. Inspiration is not a whole bunch of Pinterest boards and it's not like a gallery wall. It is something that leads you to art and to making and has like an end thing. If it's just something pretty in the background that doesn't do anything, then well, I don't know what the use is of it. Oh, inspiration should always lead to making. Exactly, exactly. And so, and I think what a lot of people struggle with is the difference in how do I get from being inspired by something to making something without copying? Mm, That's a big one. Yeah. And so, you know, I've been working on developing this new class. It's all about, you know, translating inspiration from the world around you because I think I started learning about inspiration and how to actually use it when I remember reading this article years ago about this girl. I read it on like Etsy and she had traveled to Mexico and she was so inspired by Mexico and all the art and color and beauty there. And she had developed a line of scarves. I think she was like hand dyeing them. And so she has this fully sustainable business now where she makes scarves inspired from her trip to Mexico. And in my mind, that made zero sense of how she got from Mexico to selling scarves as a full-time business. Um, So I really have spent a lot of time like learning about that and trying to figure out how, how you get from A to B and realizing that it's not A to B, but it's A to like T or L, you know, it's, there's a lot of things that happen in between there. 
Yeah, I'm so excited that you're doing this course because I definitely need it because I feel like there's a lot of times in my life that I'm inspired um, and it leads to art. But I think the way that you take uh, inspiration and translate it into like an actual piece of art, you know, like you can see exactly where your inspiration came from. And it's kind of like, because, you know, like inspiration is like a higgledy piggledy thing right but you take it and you make it like textbook like if you do this 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 then it's going to end up you're going to end up with something that you can see the inspiration you can feel it it'll like take you right back to when you were when you were in that moment of inspiration exactly and i think that you know how to do this and i think a lot of people do this naturally it's just you know, thinking backwards through the process of how I got from this pretty picture to this piece of artwork. And so that's what, you know, we're going to talk about today. And that's what my course talks about is, is how to break that down those tiny steps to get there for the people who maybe do this naturally to help them think through their process or for the people who don't have a clue of how to do it. You know, you can follow these steps to get you there. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, let's start today by talking about where you find inspiration? Where do you feel like you find the most inspiration, Kaylee? Uh, <laughs> right now, I have not been inspired lately. The only thing that has inspired me is being sick for so many months and not being sick anymore. So that makes me really excited to do something and create something because I had like I hadn't been feeling that well for so long. So that's my driving force at the moment. But usually it's travel. I think that is for me, that's like the easiest way of being inspired. It feels like um like a cheat code. If I'm feeling like I haven't been making anything pretty, I travel. What about you? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that those two things go hand in hand. You know, having energy is definitely really inspiring and it's what, you know, gets you up and wanting to make, but then it's needing that inspiration well to have been filled to actually have something to make. Um, And I think for me, travel is always one of my biggest sources too. And so that's what, you know, I talk about a lot in the course and I make a lot of notebooks that I I always carry a notebook with me when I travel. And it's, it's not really an art journal. It's, it's just a place for that I collect ideas. And so I go through and I'll teach you in the course exactly how to make a notebook like I do and use it in that way to gather ideas so that when you do come home and you have that energy, you're actually ready to start making stuff. Mm. And the thing that you get as well is um, making your own place like a bit of a a travel destination. So you don't need to go to a new country. You're very good at walking around your own neighborhood and making and like looking at it with fresh eyes and seeing it as if it's Paris or something fancy. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely my favorite thing to do. Um, you know, I was talking about going on like photo walks or inspiration hunts and specifically, you know, putting on your artist eyes and looking at things differently. Um, I think anyone can be inspired exactly where you are. Um, and so one of the big parts of the course is having is these artist exercises that we go through. And so one of them and that you can stop the podcast and do right now is going on an inspiration hunt in the room around you. So you're going to set a timer for like three minutes, I don't know, depending on how big your room is and walk around and take photos of things that inspire you. So you can't take a picture of the whole room. 
because the whole room can't be an inspiration. There's, there's too much going on. But look at, you know, lines and textures and colors and the way stuff is stacked and arranged. And, you know, find, look for those little things that inspire you and collect those. And then when you look at them all together, you, you might see, oh, I'm really inspired by certain colors or certain patterns or textures or, um, you know, fabrics or different types of things like that. I don't know what's in, in the room you're in, um, but that can help you start figuring out what inspires you and where you like to collect that inspiration. Yeah, I love the I love the tip of taking photos of all the details because I think when we see with our eyes, we're not very objective, but seeing something in the form of a photo or something really close up that helps us be objective and to see the inspiration for exactly what it is. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, it's, it's the art of looking, you know, there's inspiration all around us all the time. It's just whether or not you're actually actively looking and, you know, ready mm. to receive that inspiration. Yeah. What other tips do you have for looking? Um, I think it depends on you. You know, what What exactly are you looking for when you're going out to find inspiration? And so one of the best ways to do that is to give yourself a theme, you know, and say, I'm going to look for, you know, circles or I'm going to listen for names because maybe you're a writer and so you're writing a book. And so you, you want to go sit in a coffee shop and listen to all the names that people are saying around you because you're looking for a name for your new character. Um, and so giving yourself something specific to look for helps so much uh, when you're collecting inspiration, because if not, you could just take a picture of everything. Um, yeah, I feel like when um, I went on photo walks, I went on so many in 2013 when I first moved to Germany and having a focus and a theme really helped me explore the neighborhood. So instead of just like randomly taking photos of things, um, you set a theme, maybe I think the one time I did a color and the one time I did circles or something. And I got I got that idea from uh, Sabine. Have you seen her photo walks are really cool. I'll add them to the show notes. But um Going out, it, it made me see the neighborhood in a completely new way. Yeah. I think a lot of inspiration just comes from getting out of your comfort zone and getting out of your daily routine. Even if you're just walking around your neighborhood taking pictures of, you know, things that are green, you know, it got you out of the house. It got you moving. It got your brain working in a different way than normal. And so that will give you so much more inspiration than, you know, if you just decide to sit home and just keep pushing through, I'm just going to keep trying this, you know, no matter what happens. Um, but giving yourself those inspiration breaks really will help. That is such a good tip to, to change your routine and to actively look for the inspiration, because I think that, you know, like you say, if you're just sitting at home waiting, you're not going to be hit by inspiration. You you need to work a little bit and you need to, you need to hustle a bit in order to find it. Doesn't Liz Gilbert talk about that in Big Magic? Yeah, she, that is a fantastic book. She talks about that a ton in Big Magic and just how, you know, you, you have a contract with your inspiration or creativity that, you know, you're going to show up and keep working and, you know, inspiration will eventually come if, if you keep working. Mm, I like that, like a 50, 50 thing. So you also in control instead of this like 
whole idea that you're not like an artist in the 1600s who's just like sitting there waiting for like the voice of God to come or like, you know, you can, if you give a little bit, then the world's going to give a little bit back to you. Exactly. And that's why I think having an inspiration journal is so important because whenever you are uninspired, you can open your journal and you've got 20 different color schemes and 20 different patterns and 20 different ideas already written down that you can work from. Mm. And I think the difference in that and Pinterest is when you go to Pinterest, you know, you might be looking for, oh, I want to, you know, draw a pattern. But and so you search patterns and now you have a bunch of exact patterns that you can copy. And so it's so tempting to copy instead of be inspired by your own. So if you have this journal that you've been keeping with different color schemes and different patterns and doodles and things, you can combine those in a new fresh way that's coming from you and not coming from something you're just exactly copying. Oh, I was going to ask you what the difference is between a notebook and Pinterest. That's, that's such a great thing is that and then also like um it's not just inspiration that's coming from the last half an hour of your life it's inspiration coming from you know like a bunch of time exactly you know I have this little notebook that I keep in my purse and I call it my like random inspiration notebook I've got a blog post about it that I can share some pictures of it and I literally like have no rules for it but that nothing can make sense in it and so if you look at it, it's got some like ripped out papers that I found. It's got um, like stickers that have like come off of fruit labels. Um, it has quotes from just random people, random things. It's got a, I watched a video about bees and I like learned <laughs> all of this weird stuff about bees that was so cool. And I like couldn't stop thinking about it. So I wrote the quotes down about the bees. Like I have no idea what, if I'm ever going to do anything about bees, but it was just so interesting that I wanted to like keep it. And so I have that little journal in my purse that I was able to, to grab and, um, write the quotes about bees down. And so maybe one day I'll need them for something. I don't know. Um, but you know, it's just a place that I can store anything that's interesting to me. And so that's what helps develop us as artists is that you can, you know, gather what's interesting to you and not what other people have done. Ooh. So that's kind of also a tip then for how to be inspired by something instead of just copying something. Yeah, I feel like when I really started to feel like an artist was when I stopped looking at things on Pinterest again, for the direct copy ability, like, you know, and there are definitely certain projects that you just need to copy. Like I wanted to make a, um, what do you call the, like a letter board where I could write messages. And so I just like looked up on Pinterest, a DIY and I just like copied it pretty much exactly. Mm. Um, and I'm totally fine with that because I'm not trying to be original in that. I just wanted a board where I could put cute sayings on. Um, but I felt like I became an artist when I started being inspired by things that had nothing to do with what I was making. Um, you know, so when you can look at, you know, an outdoor scene or you can look at a car and be inspired for an abstract painting, you know, knowing that's 
that's the, you know, the great purpose and the benefit of learning how to find and gather and translate inspiration is because you're truly being inspired by the things around you and infusing that into your artwork and it's not copying and it doesn't have anything to do with your artwork, but it is the things that are all around you being, you know, melted down and infused into your work. Yeah, I think that's a really great thing because it also, it makes your art look like you and it makes, it gives you a style kind of, which is what we all want to, like, what we're all aiming for is to have our own style and to be unique. Oh, exactly. So if we're taking inspiration, not from people and from exact things, you know, like if we're not copying, um, we're taking inspiration from our actual lives and from the way that we're living and the design choices we make and the whether we go down the left road or the right road, you know, like that all infuses into us, makes us who we are and makes our art what it is and puts ourselves on a canvas or paper or whatever it is. No, I I agree exactly. You know, famous artists talk about how they're inspired all the time. And that's what made me so interested because I was just like, I don't know how they're doing that and where they're getting that inspiration. And so I love now that I can, you know, see how they're translating and breaking down and applying inspiration. And, you know, it's like dismantling, you know, a computer that's already been built and taking apart all the little pieces and just picking one random piece and building it into make something completely new is what you're doing with inspiration. I feel like you're so wise on this topic. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Um, So where do you store inspiration that you find? I have a notebook too. I started out with a whole bunch of different notebooks. I had like one for decor projects that I wanted to take on. Um, one for art journal ideas, one for, I don't know, like every single like category had its own notebook and eventually it got ridiculous because I would feel so inspired. And then I'd look for the notebook, the the appropriate notebook and I couldn't find it. And then I would be like, and then the inspiration would just be lost. It was such a waste. So I ended up having one big A4 moleskin and I just put absolutely everything in there and it's it's so interesting I think I'm on my fourth one now um and it's just writing and I make sure like my one rule for it is that it's just my own writing my own doodling and it's always with the comfortable but not pretty pen so that you know like it's as pure as my brain can make it So yeah, I just like, I kind of brain vomit into that. And from there, there's a lot of nonsense that goes in there. But every now and then there's like a a gold nugget that I can take out of, out of it. Yes. Oh, that is the perfect way to say it. I think that's the most important part of, you know, inspiration journals is that there is no ability or trying to make them pretty or make them make sense. You know, you just have to get your ideas out there because your art is where you're going to make it pretty. And so you just want to get your ideas out because they're, you're going to forget them. You know, you're just going to immediately lose them. And so you need to get it out there and you need to get, like you said, fill as many notebooks as you can, because a lot of your ideas are going to be terrible, you know, and a lot of the things that you're going to be inspired by aren't going to make a lot of sense. And so 
you know, you're not going to do everything that you put in an inspiration notebook. It's just simply a place to get it all out there. And then, you know, maybe you go back through it a year later, a day later, a month later, whatever. And you are going to be inspired by something you wrote um, to make totally a totally new project or new thing. But, you know, being able to refer back to those old ideas is really helpful and important and honestly helps me sleep at night that these things are not all rolling around in my head all the time. Yes, exactly. I think that's one of the myths about inspiration is that it needs to be really beautiful because, I mean, if you search inspiration on Google or Pinterest, it's going to come up with these beautiful mood boards that have put together, have been put, put together with like beautiful design and all of that. And so like when I started with my idea notebooks and my inspiration notebooks, you know, like I wanted to make sure each page had like a color palette and each page had a, had a paint swatch on, you know, and it all matched beautifully, which is one version of inspiration. But like true inspiration is the one where there's a lot of rubbish in there. And um, the other thing that's been working really well for me to get my inspiration going is to get all the nonsense out as well. Mm. So the stuff that is not inspiring. So, you know, like things that I have to do today, um, things that are on my mind, like, oh my gosh, I've got so much to do. I just write that out and then it's out of my mind. Or like, you know, like I wish that plant was in the other room, like really completely mundane, boring things. If they're out of my mind and on paper, then my mind's got more mental capacity for real inspiration and real ideas and real art that I can be making. Yes. Do you think that your morning pages are helpful for this? Yes. I totally agree. Um, So if you don't know what morning pages are, they're part of Julia Cameron's The Artist Way. And so the goal is every morning, the first thing you do is write three full pages of handwritten um, just nonsense of just whatever is in your mind, just working through issues, just writing out thoughts. Um, and most of the time you don't even go back and look at it. If there is ever anything that I'm like, um, especially if it's a task, if I'm, if I'm trying to write my morning pages, but stuff keeps popping into my head, like email this person, I'll literally write it in there and then I'll circle it really big. So that it's very obvious for me that I need to go back to it. So if there's ever like a good idea I have in there, I'll circle it really big. So I do not have to go back and read through all the nonsense, but I can come back to that. And I think that is just a good exercise and practice in getting all your thoughts out there and not worrying about what's coming out, whether it's good or not. And so you can translate that into your inspiration notebook whenever you are writing ideas. You know, you're not worried about making them perfect or pretty or anything like that. So the the other really great thing about emptying your brain in the form of morning pages and in the form of brain vomits throughout the day um, is that when, it, when your brain is quietened, um, it it kind of puts a microphone down there and lets the very tiniest, like almost silent, um, really clever voices speak louder. You know, you can you can hear what they say. So that like often in our brain there's so much noise going on and so much chitter chatter and nonsense that it, we need to keep a bit quiet so that you can you can hear the good stuff. Oh, exactly. 
That's exactly right. Because I think it's it's the gems. You know, you talk about this in your course level up about, you know, getting everything out there, getting all the like dirt and the random stuff out, and then you can mine for the gems, the good mm. the good bits that you want to come back to and use for something else later. Yeah. And you can't just sit around and expect like the diamonds to pop up. You need to go looking for them. Exactly. Exactly. And so I think that is what keeping an active inspiration journal is all about, you know, is, is being ready and prepared for when inspiration strikes that you're here, you've got this notebook, you will keep, you will, you know, find a way to catch it and collect it. Mm. Um, when you work in your inspiration notebook or your idea journal, do you have prompted pages or do you just free write? No, I free write, but I think that prompts might help a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I do is I will have prompted pages. So especially for when I travel. So, okay. So when I am just like normally at home and just have, you know, ideas coming to me, like I said, I just have this little notebook in my purse that I can write things down. But then when I travel, because you know, when you travel, you're just so opened to so many new ideas and new things and all the sensory stuff is coming at you. And so you need a place to collect it all. So I will have a special notebook or journal that I create for when I travel. Um, and I have, of course, blank pages in there, but I have prompted pages so that I know what I'm looking for and I won't miss things. Um, and to help get ideas flowing because what will happen is so much stuff is coming at you and, you know, and you're so tired when you travel that it's hard for you to sort through all of these, you know, miscellaneous ideas that are happening in your brain because you're so worried about like, how do I get to my hotel? Like, how do I exchange money? Like, where am I going to eat dinner? Um, so that's why the prompted pages are so helpful. So I have like really simple prompts and some that'll just be like conversations I overheard or, um, you know, photos that I thought were pretty or, um, observe, just observations and things that I've learned because one of my favorite things, and I always write blog posts about this and people always love it is my blog posts about things I learn in new places. And, you know, it's always about, sometimes it's cultural and custom, customary things. And sometimes it's just random observations. Like I remember when I moved to Korea, all the doors here are like spaceships, you know? And so it's <laughs> so weird, but it's so interesting. And it's something I want to remember. And so, you know, I have a place for that and I have a, you know, I'll have a page in my journal for projects I want to make, for things I thought, for ideas I have, um, just so that I'm not wasting time thinking, where do I write this down at? Like, what page do I write this on? And um, I can sit and think through my day. Okay, so much happened today. How can I process through it? Okay, I'm on my observation page. What did I notice about the culture today that was like interesting or weird or I don't understand or I want to like look up and learn more about? When I was in New Zealand, I learned about these deer that can sense fear and if you show fear, they will re they will remember you forever and they will attack you. Um, so, and so I had been seeing these giant, crazy looking deer as we traveled. And then I like met this farmer and he told me all about them. And I was like, I have to learn more about these deer. It's so strange. And so, you know, it was just something that I, again, totally random. And I think that's the best part about inspiration is that it doesn't have to make sense. What you're interested in and what you're inspired by does not have to make sense to your art or to anyone else. 
Um, and so being able to sit down and think through those prompt pages at the end of it each day helps me to remember everything that's been happening on the trip so I can get it down because, you know, this is always everyone's biggest, um, complaint is I do so much when I travel, I immediately forget all of it because there's so much, I don't remember what stuff is called or what I was thinking about. And so using these prompts is incredibly helpful. I'm a little bit overwhelmed by all of that wisdom. I don't know. Like there's so much stuff that I want to respond to about that. Wow. I love how you say, like, I love reading those blog posts of yours about your observations because those little random things are amazing. And they really take it from, I mean, like, yeah, when everyone goes to Paris, they're inspired by the Eiffel Tower or they're inspired by the Louvre, you know, like that's like basic. But like when I went to Paris, I had a whole bunch of weird men try and talk to me and every single one of them's name was Mohammed, you know, like that is a lot more interesting to me than like, oh, today the Eiffel Tower was sparkly at night, you know? Yeah. Not that that can't be inspiring, but okay. Also these weird creepy guys are not inspiring, but like (laughs) remembering the random things are a lot more personalized and even for someone else to read through it or see it, it's, it's a, it's a lot more interesting and it, it gives a lot more depth to your experience. And I think that having prompts um, is a great way of trying to pick these things up. Like you were saying, traveling is incredibly overwhelming. And I think that like life is overwhelming, but traveling even more so. So having prompts and having a bit of a focus where to channel that inspiration is so great. And it's going to mean the difference between having a completely abstract, abstractly inspired piece of art and something that is deeply meaningful to you and representative of your, like you and your experiences compared to something generic that anyone can make. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So what do you think is the percentage of what you make in reality versus what you actually like collected as inspiration? I don't know that answer. I don't either. It's that one's really hard. I think because like we said, like you have to just get a million ideas out there before you find one good one. Um, so I think it's how hard you're working to actually like use your inspiration and those things. And I think it's easier, um, you know, because when I look at my travel journal for my trip to Vietnam, I can clearly like um, count the like. So what I do is I create these grids and I will put you know, a pattern or a color pat color um, scheme or whatever in the grid. And so I can like clearly like count them and say like from this page of like nine, I made four paintings and, you know, out of, out of these things that I collected. Um, so I think it's easier to kind of like monitor your progress when you're keeping a journal, like, like the way that I yeah. do. Um, you know, and so like I said, it depends on how much stuff you're making, but I mean, I think I probably make like, 20%, I don't know. Mm. I feel like it's a low number for how much inspiration I collect to how much I, you know, art I actually turn out. I think that the other thing that's important is, is, you know, what counts as inspiration? Is it every thought that I've had? Is it every single photo that I've taken? Um, 
or is it the quality inspiration? You know, like, is it the stuff that I've taken the time to write down and to articulate my thoughts? And, you know, if I took a prompt and, and answered that way, I think if I do it as general inspiration, then it's going to be less than 1%. You know, I think as artists, we're, always, we're constantly inspired and we're constantly seeing things that we want to make and we wish we would make and that speak to us on some kind of level. But um, taking the time to make it, instead of just inspiration, kind of like a to-do list, like somewhere between inspiration and a to-do list item, um, yeah, maybe 10%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that's important to not like beat yourself up about that because once it becomes a to-do list, it's like not fun anymore. For you. And so I think it's, it's yeah. fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For a lot of people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, just flexing those, mu- those inspiration hunting muscles is the most important part, you know, so that you're, you should be constantly finding inspiration. Um, and so it's okay that you're not using everything that you make because, you know, keeping those muscles working is so important, you know, as a maker so that when you are ready to make something, you have, you know, those skills and that, that, you know, it's like a, like a muscle, that skill set that you can fall back on. So do you think that there's a perfect ratio or do you think that we should be collecting as much inspiration as we can? Do you think that we should just sit and be inspired all the time? Or do you think that we should turn our inspiration into tangible inspiration or should we turn our tangible inspiration into art? Like what is, do you think that there is a right way to process inspiration and a wrong way? No, I don't think there's a right and a wrong way. But I think that if for every one thing you're inspired by, if you create one thing, I feel like you're falling, you're very likely falling into the category of copying. Um, mm-hmm. Because like if you look at a mood board on Pinterest, it's going to have like 20 different things on it that's going to come out. They're all going to be, like I said, melted down and mixed together to come out to be one piece of art. And so I don't think that, yeah, so I do think it should be very disproportionate for the amount of inspiration you're collecting and the um, the ratio of things you're churning out. Mm. I think that that's such a good point is that if you go onto Pinterest and you search for inspiration passively, then those mood boards that you see, they're just going to end up washed out, you know, and then your art's going to be washed out. It's not going to be deep and meaningful and reflective of you. Exactly, exactly. And so I think that's what's so important about, you know, following the things that interest you. And so I have this Pinterest board, and it's called inspiration. Um, But there's very little actual art on it. There's a lot of um, animals on it. There's a lot of okay, so this is this is the coolest thing I've ever found on the internet. It's called it's a blog. It's called Colossal. And we'll have a link to it. But they share the strangest and most random things I cannot figure out how they pick what they pick but it's all incredibly fascinating and inspiring um, and sometimes it is actual art and sometimes it's it's not it's just people doing really cool things in the world um, and so there, there's a lot of their stuff is on my inspiration board but like I said it's gonna have like 
there's like a bunch of pictures of animal vertebrae, you know, or some scientist or some artist or some random person who's found a way to make animal vertebrae glow in the dark, but they found that they glow these crazy colors. And so it's stuff like that that I have pinned that is really fascinating, you know, and it might be fascinating to me because of um, the neon colors or because of the lines that the vertebrae make, you know, and it's stuff that, you know, when I first started out making, I would have never been able to have identified that. And so I think, you know, that's one of the most important parts of finding inspiration is being able to identify what it is you like about the thing that you want to translate to something else. Um, And so I go, I have a whole section in my course where we cover this because this is a really in-depth process. Uh, But pretty much what you have to do is you have to look at a photo and say, why is this inspiring? What exact part of this do I want to use and put it in something else? Mm, That's such a great tip because I think that I could look at your Pinterest board, your inspiration Pinterest board, and I can be inspired by completely different things and we can both look at all of that together and make something and what you make compared to what I make is going to be completely different. Exactly. And so that's what I think good inspiration does because it's not going to inspire, you know, straight copying. It's going to give us all unique and different ideas. And that's what I love so much about the Get Messy prompts is because they are inspiration, but no one ever makes the same two things based off of a prompt. And so people are able to take, give their own take. Um, And so, you know, when, when I write the Get Messy prompts, I'm really careful to not give a very prescriptive, this is exactly what you should do for this prompt, because I want it to be very easily interpreted for people. Yeah, those prompts are great. Oh, thanks. I love that we like, I love that we're partnership because I can totally say that without bragging or anything, because I don't do the prompts at all. (laughs) I am not good at them. (laughs) You do, you do some and they are really good. I like it. I like it when you do them because I like a different perspective. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Lauren, as the inspiration queen, tell us more about your course that's launching today. It's launching today, right? Yes. Yeah, so it is launching today in coordination with this podcast. Um, so it is called Travel Like an Artist. And it is all about translating the inspiration that you find around you and when you travel. So it's got three main parts. And so I start with taking you through this process of finding inspiration, how to collect it, um, how to see it around you. And so there's a lot of artist exercises that go all the way through it. So it's got a lot of these tangible tips and things that you can do right away. And so we learn, you know, about finding inspiration. And then we're going to make an actual inspiration journal together. And we're going to set it up with prompts and get it all ready to go. And so you... It's, it's going to be some work up front before you go on a trip. So, so it would really be great for anyone who isn't traveling and who just wants to go and view things in their hometown differently. Um, But it is really great for people who are going on trips and who are traveling to be able to gather all of that inspiration that's coming at you really fast. So we're going to go through learning how to find inspiration. We're going to set up our journal and talk about how to find inspiration and how to gather it and collect it while we're traveling. And then we're going to translate that inspiration. We're going to figure out what we liked about it. 
what we want to do with it. And then there are going to be some projects and some things for you to see exactly how to take, you know, a pretty photo you took of the sunset and actually make it into a piece of artwork that is all yours and that you were inspired by something to make. And so we're going to run that gamut together. And so um, the class is, again, called Travel Like an Artist, and it is available on my site at lauren-likes.com or you can go straight to it at courses.lauren-likes.com. And so you will get a coupon code for listening to this. And so you can use um, how she creates to get $5 off the course. Awesome. Um, And Lauren, so you say it's not only for people traveling to like a new country. It's also for at home, the at home traveler. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to, like I said, a lot of the exercises, you're going to want to start practicing and doing them at home before you leave. And so there are, you know, exercises like going on an inspiration hunt. And so you can create this type of journal and you can carry it around with you every day. Um, And you can even carry it around like if you're going to say, okay, today I'm going to go on an artist date. And for four hours, I'm going to go to a new neighborhood in my city I've never been to. And you can fill in the work in the journal as you're traveling around that part of the city. So it works for either way. But especially if you're going on a big trip, I think taking a journal like this is absolutely necessary for you to be able to collect all the inspiration that you're seeing around you and to come home ready to make stuff. So it's not something that I have to wait for. I can, if I get the course right now, I can start implementing all your practical tips today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Getting it the day before you travel is going to be a little too much, you know, for you to be able to get everything together and get ready. So it's definitely something that you want to start um, right now. You can start today and working through figuring out what inspiration is to you, how to translate it, how to keep a journal um, and then you'll be ready to go with these skills once you get on your next big vacation or big trip. I love courses like that. Also, just love everything you make, Lauren. So, oh, thanks. Um, and you know, and I want to say that, like, I know Kaylee and I take a lot of big trips. You know, we we travel all over Europe, or all over Asia, but you know, this, the journal that I, that I share a lot about in the course I made on like a four day trip that was literally a relaxing vacation. So we didn't do very much, but I still came out with a completely full book. So I think if you're just going, you know, on a vacation to the mountains with your family for the weekend, you can still, you know, fill up an entire notebook with ideas and inspiration that you're finding. So don't think that, you know, you have to go on a 10 day European tour to, you know, be inspired. You can be inspired by anywhere you're going. Um, just because I think that when you go somewhere new and you're in a new environment, your brain just lights up and is, absorbing and soaking in everything and making so many new connections to so many new ideas. So I think that that, you know, you can use this type of course and this type of journal for anywhere that you're going. Awesome. Awesome. So that coupon code again is how she creates. Yep. How she creates. Great. And I'm going to add it to the show notes in case you can't remember that very complicated coupon code. (laughs) Great. That was a great chat. Yes, I always love chatting with you. 
<laughs> yeah. So tell us. Um, so I hope you're following us on Instagram, uh, how she creates. And so share with us how you're inspired and where you get inspiration and, um, you know, share with us in the comments and share using the hashtag how she creates. We'd love to see your inspiration and what you've made. If you can connect the inspiration. Ooh, let's do a giveaway. Can we do a giveaway? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love the spontaneousness. Okay. Okay, spontaneity so. <laughs> i'm not that bad at english <laughs> <laughs> so if you would like to win a free seat in my class um just share under the how she creates hashtag so you have to hashtag it how she creates and hashtag it travel like an artist share with us something you have made and what inspired it Yes. We want to see how you translated something that inspired you into some kind of artwork. Yes. So Okay, so all you do on Instagram, do those two hashtags. We'll add those to the show notes as well if you need a reference. Um, And, okay, when's it going to be? When's the due date, Lauren? Um, So let's say you have a week. So you have until next, the next podcast comes out. So Monday to Monday. So that would be November 28th. Are you going to plus seven to that? How do you? (laughs) I did. I I think that math is right. (laughs) Yes. So the podcast comes out November 21st. And so you have until November 28th to use the how she creates and travel like an artist hashtag and show us how you have made something using inspiration yes oh yay there we go no excuses for not being great at translating your inspiration all right thank you guys so much for listening and for making our podcast awesome we love your comments and we got a really awesome review on itunes so thank you so much and keep leaving us reviews so other people can find us and can be inspired to make more stuff Yay. Yeah, thanks. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode. Thank you for listening to How She Creates. We would love to see how you create. Share with us on Instagram using the hashtag HowSheCreates. If you love learning about creativity with us, please leave us a review and subscribe on iTunes. Grab your art supplies and we'll meet you back here next week for another episode of How She Creates.